Strive Coaching Studio, guiding business leaders to meet the highest version of themselves. And now, here's Michelle, certified coach and founder of Strive Coaching Studio. Hello, everybody. I've been thinking, how are your New Year's resolutions going? How are those goals working for you? I recently read some statistics that were not shocking at all. Everyone has heard these before. This will not surprise you. Yet they are still remarkable. And I really wanted to share them with you. I found these on the web. So you can find them too, if you wish, if you'd like to dive into any of the details of the statistics that I just found, definitely so much available to you. But this was really striking to me. An estimated 188.9 million adult Americans, which is a little over 74% of the population, say they are determined to learn something new, make a lifestyle change, or set a personal goal in an effort to better themselves in 2021. That was the beginning of 2021. What number and percentage of Americans are putting in together their New Year's resolutions? That happened to be a, over a 15% increase from the previous year, from 2020. Now, the top six categories probably also won't surprise you. They are very traditional. They relate to money, health, career, self-improvement, family, and love. Now, it probably also wouldn't surprise you, although I found it remarkable, that roughly 80% of resolutions are abandoned by February. 80% of that 188.9 million adult American resolutions have already been ditched as of right now. Now, that means statistically, you may be in that category yourself, as am I likely. Now, of men and women of all generations, the statistics say that the main reason we're not able to see 2021 resolutions to success is because we just don't have the willpower. Now, others blame it on forgetting or being too lazy or some other reason, but not having willpower is the number one reason that 80% of resolutions are abandoned by February. Now, I've talked about this a lot myself in other podcasts and classes and other teachings that I've done, and certainly You've heard this before, so I'm not going to carry on about why we quit things or talk about the fact that we probably never really had a good reason for it in the first place, or more importantly, at least for me, January 1st feels like such an arbitrary date that many times we feel pressured to live up to, to come up with an answer and commit to something, but we're really not that compelled to carry it through. So I don't want to talk about all of that. I've talked about that plenty. And I do believe those are very, very accurate and um, fair assessments to, to make. You can listen to podcasts and you can read and learn all about that if you want to, to find the resources about all of that. But instead, this story really struck to me. And I wanted to just take a minute to share this story with you because I feel like it's so impactful when it comes to making resolutions and goals and change in our lives and how we can so deliberately choose what we want to do about de those decisions and pursuing the goals or not pursuing the goals. And I just wanted to share this story with you. 
Sometimes we just have experiences that happen to us and we're able to connect the dots to many other things in our world. And this is just one of them for me. And I really feel like it's one of those where the universe is tapping me on the shoulder and I need to share that. So I just returned from winter break with my family where we went skiing, which has become our annual winter break trip. And it's the only time that we ski all year. Now you may ski or not ski, go along with the story for me, regardless. If you ski, you really will get the analogy here. And if you don't ski, you will definitely connect the dots and see where I'm going with this. Now this has nothing to do with a new year's resolution or goal setting, because I had no intention of making a goal out of anything that had happened while I was there. In fact, I was of the opinion that if I didn't go to a cold climate again in my entire life, let alone spend a week skiing in it, I would be extremely happy. I'm definitely more of a warm weather girl, and this is not ideally my, my perfect vacation, but my tune changed. I was truly looking forward to this time with my family, to seeing new views, having new experiences, the scenery, being in a new place, and just soaking it all up and really enjoying and getting pleasure out of that. So I decided to look forward to this trip regardless, but the highlight was not the skiing for me. But it does seem that I am in a season of life where unlearning old bad habits and relearning new ones seems to be a recurring theme right now. And surprisingly to me, this was another one of those. Now, I've been skiing for about 15 years, and I've never been able to push past the blues. And I considered myself to be a fairly decent, but not great skier. My husband, my kids, and their friends and my friends all love the slopes, and they're really great and very advanced. So I needed to decide whether to sit back and retire from skiing which is fine because I don't, I've never loved the skiing or I needed to choose to do what it takes to become better so I can actually enjoy it with them. Now I could have gone either way with no regrets. There was no bad decision or wrong decision here, but I made the decision willingly and happily to sign up for an advanced lesson to push myself to handle the moguls, to do the blacks and the diamonds and the challenging terrain and all of the opportunities that were available to me that I couldn't take on right now. So I had a wonderfully skilled advanced level instructor who, I was, who was ready to take me to the next level. I chose her specifically because I wanted someone who could truly teach me what I needed to safely, that's important, and efficiently get me where I wanted to go, which was to competently be skiing the challenging terrain and keeping up with my family and kids. Now, it did not go that way at all. Within minutes on the slopes, because she was so talented and so good and had been skiing all her life and was such a high level advanced instructor, she quickly recognized that I wasn't getting anywhere based on what I was doing right now. It was not even safe to take me to the next level. She and I had to have a chat. She stopped me and said, listen, you are skiing instinctively. So she had to explain what was going on, that for 15 years, I've been doing it through survival. And rather than trusting the counterintuitive process of skiing, I was fighting and resisting the gravity of the mountain, 
rather than letting it work with me to my benefit. So I was causing myself so much work and exhaustion, but mostly I was limiting what I was capable of doing in becoming better. Moving on to more challenge would have been a terrible idea and it would have not ended well or even been an enjoyable experience for me. So she explained, I needed to relearn everything I've known about skiing and begin practicing doing everything 100% the opposite that I've been doing for 15 years. Scratch the old ways. We're going to start over with the basics again. Well, I was not expecting that that day. This is not the direction I thought we were going. I was moving forward, not backwards, right? So I thought, okay, I'm going to just give it a try. Let's just see where this goes. And guess what? It wasn't fun. In fact, it pretty much sucked. I literally bounced down the mountain. I heard my helmet hit something hard when I landed. And I thought while laying there, I just need to be quitting this stupid cold weather sport altogether. I mean, are you kidding me? I am far too old to be doing this at this point in my life. That ski lodge is down there and they have some nice hot beverages and a nice hot fire. And that sounds like the right place for me to be right at this very minute, instead of here, struggling in the cold on the mountain, trying to get up. And then I thought about the fact that I do have this lovely instructor to myself for the next three hours. And she has committed to, and is very qualified to get me to where I want to go. So I got up and I kept going. I'm just going to give it my best shot. And after a few runs, it started to feel more smooth, more natural, more effortless. And I was actually enjoying it. And it changed everything. I really couldn't even believe that I had gone this long doing it so inefficiently and, and using so much effort and putting in so much hard work. And then the more I kept doing it, the more comfortable I became and the more I improved. So I started to really appreciate skiing in a new way that I really never had before. Now, if I wanted to move forward, I could, but I couldn't before. I needed to step backwards first and get uncomfortable again before I could move forward. Now, before I worked so hard and fought my fears and used survival instinct to guide me, and this was not the best fuel to use toward getting me to where I wanted to go. Now I can relax and enjoy it and be confident. I can trust that what feels very counterintuitive will become natural and get me so much further in the long run. So I'm fueling myself with so much more quality and positivity toward the next step. So often without even realizing it, we operate in life doing things that we need to do or want to do but we are fueling ourselves with the energy that can only take us so far because it seems to be working okay for us. I was doing the blues. I was getting down. I didn't kill myself. So it seemed to be okay. We don't even recognize that what we're doing to ourselves and what we're really missing out on. So I've been skiing for 15 years, but my fear and my lack of trust and my vigilance and my nervousness is what allowed me to survive it. Every time I got to the bottom without getting hurt was a huge relief for me. Each time I couldn't wait for it to be over safely. Now I smiled and I seemingly enjoyed myself, even to myself. 
because I was doing it with my family and because success was defined for me as getting to the bottom safely unharmed with no limbs lost or broken neck, knowing I had done it together with my family and we were doing spending time together. So I was su surviving through what was intended to be a fun and enjoyable, relaxing, active, adventurous experience and vacation with my kids. But is that how we really want to define success for such an experience that I survived it? Now, I really could have chosen to retire from skiing, and I still can at any point if I want to do so. There's nothing wrong with that decision. But meanwhile, my decision is that I'm going to experience this with joy, confidence, trust, willingness, and happiness. I want to fuel all the things I do in my life with that positive fuel that can show me all the potential that I'm capable of reaching. I want to thrive in the things that I do, not just survive through them. So before I quit or retire or decide against anything in life, I want to make sure I'm choosing that after I've fueled it with the highest quality fuel I can choose and have reached all the potential available to me first. And even if that means I need to relearn something that I thought I already knew how to do, the idea that it could be so much easier and better and more enjoyable by going through that process makes it a worthwhile pursuit for me. Now, many of us have New Year's goals and resolutions, and if you've continued to successfully pursue them and pivot, feel the discomfort, comfort, be willing to change your ways and overcome all the urges to go back to your previous habits to get there, then you really deserve great appreciations for yourself. And I hope you give yourself that gift and appreciate it. You deserve it. But for the others who may have already quit or possibly haven't even admitted to yourself that you've quit yet, in spite of the statistics telling us that we probably already have, consider a couple of these points. First, what's the reason that you want to quit? Is it uncomfortable? Is it harder than you thought it would be? And second, what's the fuel that you're using? Is your reason coming from a place of nervousness, uncertainty, fear, doubt, reluctance? Are you just attempting to survive through it? Now, relearning something is much harder than learning it for the first time. And for adults, being aware of that is the first step. Change can seem uncomfortable, but so what? Survival is no longer the definition of success for our lives. We aren't being hunted or starving or dying in the woods. Surviving is just a baseline. Thriving in life is what our evolved nature considers successful now. So how can you choose to thrive and enjoy and live fully instead? Doesn't that sound so much more enjoyable? So I hope that if there are new goals or plans or ideas that you want to incorporate into your life, that you can bring and approach them with an attitude of thriving. Give yourself the gift and opportunity to experience things to their greatest potential and then decide whether you still want it or not. It's a gift you can give yourself that only you have the ability to give. Nobody else can give you that and you deserve that. And listen, most of us see value in having high-level instructors, 
coaches, and guides to help us get through the challenges that will be in the way toward the goals we want to achieve. Executive coaching is exactly the same. Whatever your goals may be, they will require a great deal from you. And having someone who can guide you through the challenges makes the process so much more enjoyable. You're more likely to get there and you're much more efficient and it's a much more productive and satisfying and positive journey. So we're there on your side to share a view and perspective that you're incapable of seeing from where you're standing, just like me on the side of a mountain. So check us out, strivecoachingstudio.com, where we can take you to your next level. Thanks for listening. For more great tips, visit us on strivecoachingstudio.com. 